was the faces or faces depending on i think if you were a uk or a u.s boy the albums either said faces or the faces what's the name of the song do you know the name of the song Ooh la la. yes a now, lot of people don't know that that's the name of the song now i'll tell you why i know it uh this is the adam and ryan show i know it and i don't know if this is the movie you put it on there for but I know it because it was in Rushmore. Right, that's that's why. And I was a I was a huge Rushmore fan. I went through a, one of my many phases when I was younger. You went through a hardcore West. Was Anderson. a Wes Anderson phase, yeah. And like many of my phases, I'm sort of sick of it all now. But I was a huge fan, and I still I really like that movie. And I mean, that was like my little picture, my little gif on the bottom of the AIM. Like like you know, like that was a big like 
a movie. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, on the, on a go kart. But anyway, so I knew the song because I think I might have downloaded it or. A lot of the songs I know, I know from movies and stuff like that, which is why this is a cool show for me. But like, so yes, I knew the name of that song because of the movie that it was in. Those those Wes Anderson movies have good soundtracks. Yeah, they do. Especially those early ones. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I like the late Anderson movies. I feel like... He's gone to Anderson? He's gone full Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Anderson. And I just feel like... And that, which was well within his rights to do, you know, and they're not bad, but I just think I like the earlier ones uh, better. What was the last movie he put out? I don't know. <laughs> oh, was it The Isle of Dogs? Was that the last yes, one? Yes, yes, which I did not see. I saw it. It was all right. Was it like yeah. the other one? What other one? Any of them? Did he do another animated one? Yeah, he did the one with the... It's a fox, I think. The, I didn't see that, and I didn't I, see I the Wild it. Things it was one fine. either. Oh, he didn't do the Wild Things one. That Was that Spike Jones that did that one? Yeah, it sounds right. I confused those two guys. Uh, yeah, I can see that. He also did um, like the Grand Budapest Hotel. I saw that. I don't rem- I saw it, but I couldn't tell you anything that happens. I don't mm. know. It just like it came and went in my head. I remember Edward Norton was shoved in it. He shoved Edward Norton in as this bit part. I think his movies are all about shoving people in them. What is this? Hey, wait a minute. Bill Murray's not in this. Well, (laughs) he'll just run for the train, you know? Like, they just, he shoves people in his movies. Yeah, and I kind of don't like directors that use the same actors over and over and over and over again. You've told me this. I used to like it. I like it when it's sporadic. Like, like Quinn Tarantino will have Leo in Django and Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards, but then, but they're not in every one of his movies. He'll do Hateful Eight with neither of them, yeah. But then he'll do the new movie with both of them, where it's like he has a corral and he likes them, but he picks and chooses which ones he wants to be in this movie. It's like it's not like it's a requirement. And the other thing is, whenever he there's a couple people that he uses a lot, Samuel Jackson and uh, Michael Madsen. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah. But he uses them in such a way that you don't feel like they're shoved in. Yeah, it works. And you, and you almost don't even realize they're there. Yeah, it was There's... almost like written for them in a way where... And uh, he, he uh, I think he said Christoph Waltz and Samuel Jackson are the two actors that read his dialogue the best. Oh, yeah. And you can tell that he thinks that. I'm yeah. really surprised that he keeps putting Michael Madsen in his movies. It's kind of, he, he doesn't do it work with anyone else Really, right? I, I, I find it so odd because I know Tim Roth was cut from the new one, but like he doesn't. I don't know. Like it just feels like why? <laughs> what is it about Michael? Ma- he was great in Reservoir Dogs. It's like iconic. But like, how many independent filmmakers are like that weird guy that was in my movie who's not really a big actor? I'm just going to keep using. It's very loyal of him to yeah. keep using this guy who's not a great actor. He's fine. I mean, I do kind of see um, some of the merits of when you have a good pairing that you, yeah. would, you would keep wanting to do that. Like, yeah. With Scorsese and De Niro. Exactly. For example. Don't spoil The Irishman. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil Although the I've Irishman. seen it by now in continuity of when this comes out. I have to make mention of the recording. <laughs> you don't. In everyone. I do. You don't. You don't um, really need to do that. I want to ask you a few questions about The Irishman. Because I want to know nothing, but I want to ask you a few of my select questions. Okay. And I want to get back to talking about Wes Anderson putting the same actors in every movie. 
Okay, so I'll just ask one question. No, no, no. No, no, I only really had one anyway. I only really had one thing to say about it. Okay, well, then you say your thing first. No, you say your thing. No, you say your thing first. What have we just done? Uh, Go ahead, you say your thing. I just... Here's our guest. Uh, He uses the the absolute same people every single time. Yeah, pretty much, essentially, yeah. Same cast. The Wilsons, Bill Murray. Yeah, Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Jason Schwartzman. It really is like... um, it really is like a kid who keeps putting on the same play with the same friends. And like, yeah. okay, now here's your role. And that's fine, but the movies are also incredibly similar. So you do get a point where you're like, I'm sort of done with it. <laughs> yeah, he's a, vi- a visual guy. He's got a very particular thing, a t- a thing that he likes. And he does that well, the visuals... Yeah, he does the visuals the well. The colors and the lighting and the yeah. set design. But yeah, the the there's a certain he 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 carved out a thing for himself. It's his and it's, thing, and it's not for me, I guess. And I think he even said like he tried to sway from it, and then just thought, why don't I just lean right into it? It's my thing, and I think yeah. that's what he did. It was just leaned right into it. Um, does the de aging CGI look good in The Irishman? Ah, uh, because very often I do not like it. I want to talk about it. was the only thing I think I didn't like about the movie. It's very weird. The first scene where they have it. Yeah. It is very weird. It's it's supposed to cover about 50 years. Exactly. I know that. Uh, so, careful. Yeah. Careful on the details, though. The, the, first, the first scene of CGI de-aging is a little You get used to it? But you do get used to it. And then somewhere towards the middle... It seems like it. It seemed like they weren't even really doing it anymore. It kind of blows my mind that I know I'm not saying Scorsese is against um, CGI or anything, but it sort of blows my mind that he would have he clearly isn't against it. <laughs> De Niro acting a dramatic role with like green dots on his face because they have to de-age him. It's, like it just feels like wow. I really I'm surprised they did that. It's strange. Like he's supposed to be. Younger than uh, Bobby Cannavale. Is that how you say his name? Uh, sure. Bobby Cannavale. I have no idea. He, he's supposed to be acting younger than these actors that, that are, are like younger than him. Years yeah, younger yeah. Than him. It's, yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. But again, not to uh, not to get on the same movies over and over, there was a scene. I don't. <sighs> It's, it's it's spoiler territory. I don't want to say too much. Is it a movie I saw? Because no, I it was what I was talking about last uh, week. What, what movie? When I saw Doctor Sleep, oh, there okay. is something in there where they could have done CGI, but I will not be specific. And nowadays, the cool thing would be to do that. And they did. They put, did they put CGI Jack Nicholson? I cannot. N- no, I, I, I no. But I, it's a spoiler to even say no. So I don't want to answer any more of your questions. All I will say is that. They didn't do it. They didn't do the CGI. They went for a different technique. Mm-hmm. And I think it bummed some people out, but I kind of loved it. Because it felt very old school movie making, okay. where it was like, no, no, you're going to have to suspend disbelief a little here, but we cannot fucking give you everything in CGI form. I- I'm a little... CGI has almost ruined like, sort of the creativity of like... Um, you're just going to have to do make-believe here. Yeah. Now everything is just like, we can make it yeah, on there's computer. No, yeah, there's no suspension of disbelief yeah. anymore. And I think that, that I, I sometimes it's like, no, look, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. 
Anyway, I don't want to say any more because I don't want to spoil. It's a big scene in the movie. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, the best uh, CGI recreation of someone I think I ever saw was uh, they did Sean Young in the new Blade Runner movie. Yes, and by the way, I like that movie. I like that movie too a lot. But by the way. I really want to get on this subject. Double, by the way. What, Blade Runner subject? But by the way, (laughs) triple, by the way. No, but as we're by the way, I want to get into the subject of CGIing dead people in the movies. Oh, my Because there was a story that came out, Uh, I guess at this point in time, 15 weeks ago. (laughs) But we're... (laughs) Don't need to keep doing this. (laughs) But there is a story that just came out for us. James Dean. The Time Travelers. Yes. That... That I want to know what you think about that. I don't like it. Okay, well, just for the audience, they don't, don't like know. It. They want to make a movie of it's a Vietnam movie, and they and it's they say they're resurrecting it is starring James Dean because it's going to be all CGI James Dean. Okay, so we can continue now. The only way I could even think that would possibly be justifiable is if the actor died midway through making the movie, right? So he had already agreed to make this movie i feel like there are on some level i feel like i was very accepting of exceptions like even in um rogue one when they had peter cushing it was like well he's been in star wars before and it's a small role now i'm starting to feel like Did no they make him talk in that a lot he, he, oh really he's one of like the main villains you if you didn't know that it was peter cushing and that he was dead you almost wouldn't know i mean it was very impressive i didn't know but uh what did you see the movie Rogue One? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like one of the main villains. He speaks like a crazy amount. I guess I still remember it. Yeah, but here's the problem. And they had, of or course, Leia at the end, dead, too. Or you didn't realize he was dead. Yeah, that but Carrie her, Fisher was alive to say yes. Anyway, I'm not so sure they should have done the Peter Cushing thing, because now I'm seeing what a slippery slope this is. Yeah. When I look at the James Dean thing, I to me it is the most disgusting act of like capitalism, of banking on somebody's Death. I think it's the grossest fucking thing ever. I was so angry yeah. about it. Someone on the internet goes, well, it's not like they're digging up his body. And I'm like, they basically are. They're, y- yeah. they're desecrating the guy's life, his body of work. You can't put it on his IMDb. You can't nominate him. The thing that upsets me is this isn't... People. Are, the, the director was like, well, we felt he was the best actor for the job. He's not alive. <laughs> He's not acting. You are not getting his acting chops. You are not getting his subtle nuances. You're not right, getting yeah. the, the man. You are getting his name and his face, and you're banking on his name and his face so you can make money off of... You say it's not a gimmick all you want, but you are making money off of the gimmick that you have a famous dead guy in your movie. It's a super, super slippery slope. It's so... They're going to start selling and trading dead people amongst studios. Like, oh, I got Chris Farley. I'm going to make the Chris Farley comedies. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Actors losing work over dead holograms. It's so gross. I, I don't know. I I don't know why it bothered me so I guess I do know why it bothered me so much, because I think that... Could you imagine that world? It's a, it's sort of a playing God kind yeah. of thing. Imagine that- the world of, like, what we were just, like, of... I'll sell you Chris Farley if you give me like you know Phil Hartman. You know, Jesus, it's 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 this slippery slope of like, do we really want to be franchising dead people? Like, do we really want to be like? I just see it as a slippery slope to a bad place. And uh, James Dean only made 
what, three movies yeah. or something in his lifetime? Yeah, and I only saw one of them. But the director had the fucking nerve to be like, we see it as his fourth movie. I mean... It's like he's not reading the dialogue. It's not him. It's not him. Yeah, it's a cartoon. And it's animated. And, and you're saying it's starring him? He wasn't even alive to see Vietnam. Is this a, it's so grimy. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just really fucking... Who's this director? Anyone I don't know. Some fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Some piece of shit. Yeah, I don't like this I don't like one it. bit. Very, no. And usually I'm pretty accepting of things. I go, who gives a shit? I don't usually take a stance. I used to. You took a stance. I used to give... I gave up on taking stances like five years ago. But I'm taking a hard stance on this. I think it's... I'm outspoken about it. I hate it. I hate the whole fucking idea. Anti-dead actors in movies that they didn't agree to be in. It just feels so... Imagine if after you die, somebody decides to take you and make you do something that you didn't agree (laughs) to do. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, we're going to animate Adam, you know, doing this thing. And it's like, well, he never approved of that. Why? Because they're like, well, his family did. He died like 60-something years ago. His family didn't know him who's alive now. It's bullshit. I I think it's, I just think it's really fucking shitty. That's my opinion. I agree. I think think any reasonable person would agree with that. You would think a lot of people like um, Elijah Wood, who a lot of famous people... Uh, I can't remember the Came one. Out of the Chris Woodward. Evans, I think, did a lot of them. I, I, I want to say it was Chris Evans, but it very well could have been someone else. Yeah, but they said they go, why not just use a computer to make new John Lennon songs, or use a computer to oh, make? Dude, new- they do that with the holograms. Use a, a computer they take to make holograms new on tour, and they have a Roy Orbison. Uh, At least it's their music, though. Now. At least it's their music, though. Yeah, that to me is just a bunch of people that want to get together. And hear songs they like. It's fucking creepy that there's a hologram up there. Yeah. I don't get it. It's a little weird. Yeah. But to make new music and be like, this is a John Lennon song. He would have written this. Yeah. Or to make a new painting and and be like, this is Picasso. It's like, it's not the work. He's not doing it. It's, it's, It's fake, computerized. I don't know. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... Some sort of crazy living embodiment of buying a, a James Dean T-shirt at Hot Topic or something. <laughs> it's this weird, yeah, this weird like selling can, him. Yeah, you can go and buy yeah a, a person at, I, I, at the store. It feels you know? really if you, if you have enough money, you yeah. can bring James Dean back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking weird, man. So. I'm not about they it. They got to make that movie, the Frankenstein movie, but it's bringing an actor back. Nobody would even learn the. Le- How many times <laughs> do they have to make movies about not playing God or not making robots yeah. or AI? And everyone keeps doing all of it. Nobody seems not. Nobody seems to learn the lesson of movies. Nobody gives a fuck about movies. Are not considered yeah. when these people are talking about making money, unless the movie is what's making the money like the james dean thing but i, I remember seeing some sort of cloning uh, scientist uh, you know or some gene uh, altering scientist and the interviewer asked him are you concerned about playing god at all and he's and he's just like no i'm i'm not and he, and he i'm had trying a, he's like i'm trying to override god here and, and he had a, like he had a little guy that followed him around whose name was igor <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just un, unashamedly i get listen i get it Everybody wants to push the boundaries of what 
humans are capable of. And it's just like everybody wants to live forever and all of that. But you guys, it's 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 the line from fucking Jurassic Park, as silly as that is, where it's you've spent so much time wondering if you could do it. You never stop to think if you should. Yeah. It's like I think the same thing about technology. When I see technology, I think this is God created. Yeah, that that dude. It's just getting fucking absurd, and it's Jurassic only gonna- Park is the best example of. Why won't these people? Wa- you want yeah. you, the problem with Jurassic Park is they franchise that too. Yeah. They fucking James Dean's gonna be in Jurassic Park Seven, <laughs> and, and well, now they're gonna have a Sam Neill. Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern all in the next Jurassic Park. Is this true? Yeah. Is this a real? Yeah, that's is, real. Is this the fir- the first um, time they've all been back since the first one? Since the first one, the second one, uh, Goldblum was in it. I and have then, a special place in my heart for the second one. I get it. You're actually. a kid. It's not very good, but I get it. Yeah. I, and then the <laughs> third one was Sam Neill, and I think Dern had a cameo. But now, yeah, they're all coming back. I guess Chris Pratt and Ron Howard's daughter will probably be in there too. They're all together. Yeah. It's Jurassic Universe. <laughs> They're going <laughs> to... You want to know something? That's probably what it's going to be called. They already did Jurassic World. Oh, Dinosaurs man. in space. And why not? Uh, fucking stupid. All right.
Brothers. I can't wait for the John the John Belushi movie coming out soon. <laughs> Blues Brothers three thousand. <laughs> Did you see Blues Brothers two thousand? No. I saw parts. I like John Goodman and the Blues Brothers. It's supposed but, to be awful, right? Yeah. I, 
it was one of those things that John Landis's career really a talented guy, but it went downhill. And uh, the studio, I think, got too involved. They wanted a kid, and yeah, Lan- Landis really did. He direct two thousand two. Yeah, he he really uh, a big part of it was the uh, the Twilight Twi- Zone yeah, movie. Yeah, that fucked him up. I, I think. mean, it killed people. <laughs> yeah, I think that real. I mean, Spielberg seemed to bounce back, but it wasn't his movie. Like that wasn't his segment. Yeah, Landis was in charge. I don't think he ever. Then he did like sequels: Beverly Hills Cop three bombed you know mm-hmm. blues brothers 2000 bombed i think he did like an independent e movie with um simon Pegg that was supposed to be pretty good but i don't know if anyone saw it but he you know he had a great career you know american werewolf in london amazing i believe he directed thriller he but, did yeah but uh didn't he i think he did animal house right I think yeah, he, yeah yeah had a great career anyway fuck him <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, he's cool. I like him. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Seems like an odd guy, oh, but right. I like him. So they're going to CGI John Belushi into Blues Brothers 3000, and then they're going to de-age <laughs> Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were talking about how Dan Aykroyd's gone off the deep end. They de-aged John Goodman <laughs> uh, for uh, Righteous oh, Gemstones. Oh, yeah, for Righteous Gemstones, which I, they, I was like, ooh. I thought I it. I got used to it, and I thought it was... This looks airbrushed. I thought yeah. it was fine once I got... Again, to me, it's just put a wig on him. Like, it's so I'll weird to me. Suspend my disbelief. It's so weird to me that I'm going to watch The Irishman, and it's supposed to be this. Don't tell me if it is or not, but it's supposed to be this super compelling, amazing movie. And it's like, I, I don't know how I'm going to get over all this airbrushed faces. And they're great perform- actors, but there's others. I don't know. Whatever. Right. Um, then the first song was uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash, which was uh, in the end credits of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I still think it was a difference. I think you're thinking of a different movie. We could put money on this. We can make uh, this interesting. I'm not. I'm not willing to do that. We can gamble these for some reason. I feel like the Dead Kennedys, Viva Las Vegas, was the, the Viva end of that. Las Vegas. Well, we'll just. I guess we'll just never know that we don't have the technology to ever find out. I have the technology to eat this biscotti right here. I said you love treats in these hard rectangle plastic containers with the circle tops. <laughs> You oh, you love them. La Dolce Vita. Classic Italian biscotti. 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 Experience our authentic style Italian biscotti at its finest. What is uh, what is your heritage, Adam? What are you, Polish? Uh, uh, <laughs> what are you, Norm MacDonald? That's you. <laughs> what are you, a Pole? Yeah, you seem like you're coming at me like Norm. Well, Norm's I, cool. This is a funny thing that uh, Americans love to do. They love to talk about their heritage. I'm just trying to kill time on the radio, man. <laughs> Eating biscotti. Eating his biscotti. Uh, I mean, uh, my last name is Polish. Yeah. I'm a small percent Polish. Yeah. And uh, My last name's similar. I'm mostly... Man, Tom, what is Tom? It's English, but I'm only English? slightly English. What are you mostly... Well, we're talking about you first. We're talking about me. I guess I'm mostly Irish. Okay. And then a little and culture culturally Italian. I grew up around all the Italians, yeah. the Italian sector. That is um That's everybody's story down. Very here. similar to me. If yeah. you have even a little Italian, that's the side that that's pulls the, the hardest. Yeah. It's yeah. the side that pulls the hardest. Yeah, my mom's it's parents were super Italian. Dina Cola. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And um yeah. 
I grew up thinking I was an Italian. I grew up thinking like I'm so a, did I. I'm an Italian boy. And then you meet, you know, Anthony uh <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck and you're like, "Oh, that guy's Italian." Yeah. But it's just like you grew up with that culture. We're, we're Americans. Yes, you know? exactly. That's it. Just some Irish in me. I have Irish, Italian, just like, you know, English and um German. There's yeah. a decent amount of German in me. Yeah, European. I'm a I'm a white American guy. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> I wish that Pol- Polish jokes were as um, recognized as they once were, because some people don't even get that. I think it's because they're the stereoty- truly the stereotype of dumb Polish. And I don't say this to be offensive to anybody, but I think it's because as a people, they've truly been forgotten. <laughs> I don't think anybody... That's re- the, the ultimate joke, the, the <laughs> ultimate punchline. I don't think anybody remembers Polish people. Yeah. Unless you're watching a World War II documentary. <laughs> but I'm fine with the Poles, okay? Polacks. I kind of want to... Wire, season two. Weren't I, they Polacks? Ne- I never watched The Wire. And it was Greeks. Malacca. I'm afraid to watch The Wire. Why? It's not going to hurt you. I'm afraid that it's it's too heavy. I watched the first episode and everything if was going I over my head. If I can watch it, come on. What am I, smarter than you? <laughs> Get that peanut brain working. <laughs> Put the time in. That first episode, man, you killed me. It's a tough show. It's very unforgiving. Look, talking about being white Americans, sitting around talking about, about the, the wire. wire. You got to watch The Wire, man. You'll totally understand what it's like to be well, black. You didn't watch, a, <laughs> speaking of of David Simon shows, you didn't watch The Deuce, did you? No. Um, oh my God. I need to find one other person. I'm thinking about watching it. It's if, short enough that I could probably jam through it. Okay. If you watch The Deuce, please email thetruthryanandadam.com. Com. Wait, what is it? The truth, Ryan Adam. I don't know. That's their at thing. gmail.com. So we can we can talk about the deuce because I feel like I'm what the, only the per- deuce? I, I'm Stewie, the- Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> what um what what is the deal with this show? It's just I know the deal. I don't it, even know why I said that. Should I watch it though? Is it good? Yeah, I would highly recommend watch it. The the you there's a, there's a hill to climb in the first season. Here's the hill you have to climb in the first season. James Franco times two. I like James Double Franco. Double Franco. It's it's a hill to climb. I like Disaster Artist. I like James Franco. It's a shame he might be a creep. But I, as oh, an, I mean... I mean, it's hard to deny. Probably more than likely uh, has been, at least. He's just one of those guys, even creep or not, he's, or he he's overexposed. Yeah, he's drenched in that shit. But I will say, I like... Him you're as an be, actor. You're going to be drenched in Franco that first season. Drenched in Franco? <laughs> <laughs> what about Maggie Gyllenhaal? She's a, 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 as, be, as, as good as she's ever been. Right, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, um, no, she's fine. I think she's improved she's greatly yeah. over, over the years. She's probably like her brother where... Like Jake Gyllenhaal, I feel like is mostly crap, and then you see him in a movie and you go, "Wow, he's great in this!" Like there, there's talent there. It, it, she was in this movie called The Kindergarten Teacher that I thought was unbelievable. What? What is it? It was very creepy. It's, I was just gonna say The Kindergarten Teacher sounds like a creepy movie. It's about Maggie Gyllenhaal is a kindergarten teacher, and one of her students is this kind of savant that he, she's a, she's a poet, and this this kindergarten student will just say 
poems out loud. And she starts writing them down. Oh, boy. And kind of taking credit for them. But then she also forms this super like unhealthy bond with this kid. I had a feeling it was going to go there. It was, it was almost like kind of like Hitchcock-y in a way. I, I dug it. It was, okay. it was. Adam's a big fan. The, yeah, it of had, the kindergarten teacher. And yeah, it, it's probably one of my favorite uh, dark movies that I've seen because there's this bizarre. I always say I'm, I'm the heart guy. There's this bizarre heart in I, it that I, you're just like, it's I, there, but I, want you I don't to, know if it should be there or not. Well, there's a lot of dark movies like that yeah. where you're like <laughs> sympathizing with something really dark and there's a heart there, but you're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to like. I don't, oh, I don't know. It, I'm growing out of dark movies because I feel like the world is dark and complicated enough that when I watch these movies, I find myself being more upset than anything. I'm eating dinner and I'm thinking about this upsetting thing. Like, I'm kind of, a, I, I feel like, I, I understand why you're into heart. I get it. Yeah, and... Uh, I saw that Dolomite movies. Tons of heart. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. You know, so I get it. Um... And you could feel you could feel it in the Irishman too, but that's that's coming from Scorsese's. Like you know, like, Scorsese's got heart. He's having like the the time of his life. Yeah, I I, I called it. It's his uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's great. That, when he did Wolf of Wall Street, I thought it was so cool to see him go back to that kind of style, and I thought that movie yeah. was so much fun. It's, I mean, Goodfellas is amazing. Yeah, I don't think anyone has to like. You know, there's no like. It's just again, it's like talking about the Wire. Everyone knows it's yeah. great. So I, I look forward to it. Dude, I don't know how we got back on that. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking about the yeah. deuce, but what the deuce, Stewie Griffin? <laughs> what what's the deal with that? You you, I think <laughs> that you should absolutely watch it. Um, sometimes it's it's hard to watch. the The episodes are very long, but there's, there's just so many things out there. I can't watch everything. There's less. People get mad at me. You haven't seen I mean, this yet. There's less than thirty episodes each. There's three seasons and. The, I like shows like eight, that. Eight, nine episodes a season, but they're long. And um, Do you want to know a show? Can I tell you a show? And you might not like it. And I'm not even going to tell you to watch it because I don't know if you'd like it. I can't wait to hear what show But I is. loved it. And it's three seasons. The Leftovers on HBO. Okay. Do you, have you heard of it? I have, I have heard of it, now, but I don't know there, anything about there's it. There's also a mountain to climb in the first season. It's... Very, I don't want to know what, there are problems with the first season. And the creator of the show, Damon Lindelof, who I'm a fan of, TV, uh, he admits that. There was some, there was some, you know, they had to figure it out. I like the first season, but it's, they had to figure some stuff out. But if you can make it to the second season, the second season is one of the most creative and fucking awesome seasons of television. I love the second season of that show. And the third season's great, too. I think The Leftovers was such... And there's heart, baby. There's a heart up the <laughs> yin-yang. I think that that show... I'm serious. There's a lot of heart in that show. You I, just sold it to me. Do you want to, do you want to enter in a, a pact? I watched three seasons of The Deuce, and you watched three seasons of Leftovers? I actually would love that. Dude, Seriously. That would it gives give me, us something to talk about yes! when we come here. And it gives me a reason to watch that show. And I don't know anybody else other than uh, Kyle, my brother, who's really watched the left. We're huge. Uh, I say I'm a huge Damon Lindelof fan, but I know that a lot of the movies he's worked on are crap. But what t- are some of the movies that he's worked on? Prometheus. 
Uh, he did a thing called Tomorrowland. I like Prometheus. Well, um, okay. Am I crazy? No, it, it was, I didn't hate it, but let me just say this. <laughs> His TV shows, Lost, I, look, I find myself defending myself against Lost. I just listened to a podcast recently with him and the other creator, Carlton Cuse, because Lost had like a reunion recently from the premiere, I believe. So I listened to their interview, and I'm like, you know what, man? That show fucking rules. All right, it's one of the best network dramas in the last like thirty. Like that show is so fucking creative and entertaining. Leftovers is amazing, love it. And now he's doing Watchmen. Oh, okay. Which is very hard to recommend unless you truly have read the book, not the movie. Fuck the the movie. The movie has some really cool casting and scenes. The movie and the book are pretty similar the stuff that works in the movie the ending's a little different i remember you need the original ending for the show oh okay. i will say though the the movie it's like a greatest hits it's all the big moments from the book like i said some of the casting is perfect like uh mm. i won't even name Rorschach comedian manhattan they're all great casting mm-hmm. but the book is so layered it's such a great fucking book i actually am rereading it because i'm watching the show and you really do need to know the book which Damon Lindelof, I mean, his quote about loving it is on the back of the book that is out now. I mean, he loves. Oh, okay. It has been for years. He loves uh, that book, and you could tell in the shit he does. But I think it's really, really good. I think his fucking HBO Watchmen has been great so far. So if you're a fan, I mean, some people might be like, "Oh, it's because Alan Moore is against it. They shouldn't make a show based on oh, the yeah, Watchmen." He, he doesn't like anything any yeah. movie made after his comics. But it's creative because even though it's seemingly a sequel it's based modern times in the world that the watchman stuff happened so it's really cool to see this like story that we're learning now by the time that i'm at that it is pretty directly connected to the book but it feels like its own thing it's really cool i think he's doing a great job but yeah anyway that's my uh that's your David Lindelof tangent. That's my uh, David Lindelof ta- tangent. So that's all I have to say about that. Dude.
Rat. Round and round from the wrestler. Great movie. Soundtrack filmed all over New Jersey. You performed at the place where he fights at the end. Is it the Baker Theater yeah. in Dover? Yeah, you performed there. Yeah, I, uh, that's probably the, the, the place, the, the most uh, famous people that I share the stage with. I honestly, Everyone from Harry Houdini to Mickey Rourke to the Beach Boys. I honestly did not James know Brown that. James Brown played there, yeah. I didn't know that when we went there. I thought it was just another big theater. I mean, you guys were playing, so I thought it was just, you know. And then I started hearing <laughs> all the history. I'm like, holy fuck. There's history in the Baker Theater. That's awesome. Dude. So we were, we were on a subject that I think we wanted to stay on. We were talking. We were talking about Judd Apatow. Yeah, and which and which movies of his that we'd seen, and you mean directing wise, direct directing wise, yeah, because the producer forget that. I yeah. can't even. All right, well, you you of course saw Forty Year Old Virgin. You're a big fan. I'm a huge fan. I know. I I I went through another one of my phases. I went through a phase of like ruling out a lot of popular comedy when I was in high school. Like I'm watching Punch Drunk Love. Like fuck that movie, you know. <laughs> and then, and then one day, not far after, a year, I, yeah. I, I started watching those comedies, and I was just like, oh, I like comedy. What am I being a fucking asshole? Forty Year Virgin is great. Um, each one is like a step. Knocked down. up would be the second. Knocked up, uh, yeah, that's, good movie. That's peak uh, Seth Rogen, and it's like all downhill from there. Well, let's keep going. Uh, what's the third one there? The Adam Sandler one. Funny people, which uh, the first fourteen hours is great, <laughs> and then they kind of lose me the second it, yeah, fourteen it was hours. A little much, it but was, it was a little too much. But there was some good shit in there. I think about that movie a lot. In fact, Friendsgiving. I remember there's a scene where Adam Sandler goes to their th- their their Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and like talks about how like you know how co- cool it is to get to spend like the. I don't remember the whole scene, but it popped in my head. I, I, scenes from that movie pop in my head a lot. So. We saw it in the movie theater together. I think I've, I've forgotten more than I, I remember. Of it. I rewatched it like maybe five. I don't think I've ever watched it twice. It's kind of hard to believe it might have been five years ago. Time flies. Anyway, then um, what the hell do you do next? This is 40. Yes. I saw that. I did too. It was, it was okay. fine. I like Paul Rudd. I'm what, watching that clone What's show. the one where they they go to Cirque du Soleil on mushrooms? Knocked up. That's knocked up. And and he's supposed to be the same character. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I can't wait for this is fifty. No, I I can't wait because I feel like uh, you, you're. You, is this real? No. The thing <laughs> is, is I'm thirty. Some fucking how in ten years, I'm going to be married to Leslie Mann and I'm going to be a successful movie producer and I'm going to look like Paul Rudd. So I'm living a big house and bitch about the. Dumbest shit, uh, like uh, not being able to eat cupcakes. So I can't wait because that because for the record, fight. <laughs> this is forty for me is going to be far worse than this is forty for Paul Rudd. I'm surprised that Paul Rudd is actually fifty. I think he's yeah. fifty years old. He sort of he famously looks, looks young. Yeah, he looks great. Funny guy. I was saying I was watching his clone show on Netflix now, and um, it's fine. You know, I've seen clone things. Multiplicity with Michael Key. I mean, it's a clone <laughs> thing. It's not bad. I like Paul Rudd. He's enjoyable to watch. Anyway, um, then do what? Trainwreck. I didn't see. I saw. I don't. I, the funny thing about movie certain movies is, I feel like I did see it, but at the same time, I'm not sure. Which dude, tells you how I felt about it, dude. That happens to me all the time. I remember someone was making fun of Grown Ups, and I was the movie Grown Ups. Yeah. 
like how could you even watch that at all that that's so terrible and he's he's talking about it and why he was watching it and then i realized oh my god I've, I saw it. Yeah. And, and it was so not memorable. It happens all the I time. I forgot that I saw it. I think I saw Grown Ups. I know I saw parts of both of them on this, TV. This is way off topic, but this, does it ever happen to you when somebody tells you a fact and you're like, oh my God, is, is that for real? And, and it blows your mind. And then you're driving home and you're like, I knew that already. Yes, <laughs> yes. To, like I, I knew that, and then I forgot. Yes, and now yeah. I have had that. Yeah, memory is really fucked. They say they say most memories aren't even real. Yeah, Our memories are so fucked, uh, and yet they play like they, memory is so much to do with who you are, and yet it's bullshit. You know what I mean, dude? Memento. Yeah, dude. It's all about memento. I can I could do a whole episode I've, of memento. I've actually I, like, I, I I've seen love it. Love memento. I haven't seen it since I was young. That that is, I think, far and away my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, Dude, like without question. Better than fucking space movie with McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, better than space movie. I liked I liked space movie with McConaughey. I did. I, I liked, liked that. One. I liked Dream Movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I thought they were both good. What War Movie? I didn't see War. I didn't movie. see War Movie with uh, <laughs> Tom Hardy. So I, I didn't see that one. But um. What were we talking about? Judd Apatow? Space movie? Yeah. <laughs> after I didn't think Trainwreck was very good. Amy Schumer, I think he makes like vehicle movies. You know, Steve Carell, um, uh, Seth Rogen, and then I guess he tried doing it with Amy Schumer. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if I'm an Amy Schumer guy. Plus, then like Bill Hader's in it, and he's supposed to be like the boring significant other, and it's like you're kind of wasting Bill Hader. You have this great. I don't know. I didn't think that movie well, was very... Amy Schumer was the biggest star in the world when that movie and came out. And she faded away, and she didn't like, even have to jack s- off at people. She it, she just kind of... People just sort of got bored of her, I think. Yeah, she's selling out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And now the, the new guy is Pete Davidson, and that's who he's now doing this new movie. Now let's talk about Pete yeah. Davidson. I'm not I'm not going to see that movie. The funniest, most adorable... I fucking hate Pete Davidson. I, I don't understand <laughs> his appeal. I don't. Some, I really don't. Someone told me that in New York, they knew Pete Davidson's family, or a friend of theirs knew Pete Davidson's family, but I'm summing this up. And they said that everybody from back home is shocked that Pete Davidson is famous. That he was just some guy. And they can't I, believe he got on SNL to begin with. And you know something? I can't either. The, I Here's my problem with Pete Davidson. I don't care that people think he's good looking or that he's mostly famous for dating famous people or I don't understand what women see. I guess they like guys that look like they're sick. I, I don't know what it is, but but the, the, all of that aside, all that aside, because who gives a fuck about any of that? I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's funny either. I've never thought his. I've seen bits of stand up, and on SNL, he plays the like woe is me like silly kind of guy on weekend update like i'm gonna make fun of myself i've never i'm trying to think of a sketch he might have been good in i'm sure i've seen one but he's not anything special to be on snl and to be the star of snl i don't get it yeah when when i love the first two episodes of snl this season the biggest news story about snl was that he wasn't on them yeah that was what's going on with pete davidson (laughs) Is it because he broke up with Ariana Grande? <laughs> Dude, Ariana Grande 
was this little girl on a Nickelodeon show five years ago or six years ago. She's a and, ma- major pop star and now. Pete Davidson was nobody. And now five, six years later, it's all anyone could talk about. It's like, who gives a fuck? I, I, like, I really, I, it blows my mind. Fine. People like her music. I, I still don't think Pete Davidson's funny and I'm standing by it. There's something about him I just don't. Maybe he's. Get. Maybe people think he's funny. I don't. Get, they, they obviously do. I mean, there's there's something that's. You know what I think it is? It's all trendy stuff. First, okay. First and foremost, I hate to be that guy, but there was a lot of talk about him because his dad died in 9/11. Okay. So there was a lot of talk about him. It, it, oh, did you know that guy? Because he, he's young. You know what it is? Because it's Saturday Night Live. It's New York staple, mm-hmm. and here's this kid who grew up. And we remember, like, it wasn't that long ago, but he was like, you know what I mean? That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Uh, then it was that he has got mental illness. Okay. So he's on all these meds, and he's very open on SNL about how he has these mental illness problems. So that's very trendy for good reason, but, you know, people were trying to learn more about it, but that got him in the news. Then it was that he dated Ariana Grande. To me, it just seems like... He he's he, a, he's kind of a tabloid guy. Yeah, now. yeah. It, to me, it just seems like it's these big, trendy things that people are talking yeah, about. I keep, I keep hearing his name and uh, and that he's on SNL and he, that he's a comedian. And I'm I don't know any of his jokes. Well, that's uh, the problem. I don't I've seen him on the show and I don't laugh. Uh, that's the problem. Is like someone will mention him. Like, did you hear that he you know this and that happened to him? And yeah. I'll go. Shouldn't we be talking about that's- his funny sketches? Yeah, remember when, exactly. Remember when SNL was on and you'd be like, did you see what so-and-so did last night? He yeah, played yeah. Th- that character again. <laughs> now it's like we're talking about who they're dating? Who gives a... F- it's a I think that's so annoying. It's this this Instagram social media culture yeah. where everybody is uh, everybody knows everybody intimately, all the details of their social life and their personal life. And, and, they're, their, and they're debating like... And their health. Did you see he posted... <laughs> A picture, like, what did it mean? What like, did it mean? Yeah. Is he going to go... I don't know. Does he play any hard? characters? <laughs> right? Does he do any good impressions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, any good Pete Davidson bits? might kill himself. That is terrible. Yeah, what, does he like, do, what does he do on SNL? Dude, Saturday Night Live, is, is has it evolved into just kind of like applause break humor where it's... This is supposed to be very woke and socially conscious. And well, definitely. It's uh, and I'm not one of those guys. that's like I heard this comedian. Do you know Tom Segura? I do, and I somehow I keep dodging his specials because I like every time I see him talk. He seems funny, but I don't really. Li- I've never really listened to him. He, uh, he, him, and his wife have a podcast, and they were talking about how all like some of these comedians, everything is just an applause break. Like they say, like kind of like a social issue, and then everybody's like clapping. Oh yeah, that that's so right. And like the problem is, it's happening so much, and it's just it's sucking the funny well, out, and so, it's, so, it's not telling jokes. It's it's like a lot of, of comedians complain about that now. Where Jerry Seinfeld was saying, he goes, a lot of young people. It's kind of what we were saying about dark movies. He was like, a lot of young people, and I do love dark comedy, but besides the point, he's like, a lot of young people are doing this stand-up now or liking this stand-up now that's very like, there are moments of emotional, like, like it's almost more like spoken word. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. There's like an art to that, I guess. But it's like, life, he said this, Jerry. He's like, isn't life serious enough? Like, you want to go out, if you're going to get a babysitter and you're going to go out and you're going to buy a ticket and you're going to see a comedian... It used to be that you wanted to laugh. Yeah. And maybe people are bored of traditional comedians, but it just feels like 
I agree. It just feels like there are a lot of comedians that are banking on social issues now, and it's like, where is the jokes? <laughs> like, I, re- I remember I- there was a skit on SNL. Billy Bob Thornton actually hosted, and this is nice. I love if you have these these SNL skits like in the back of your head that nobody else knows. Uh, yeah, like, that yeah, were, yeah, like forgotten. I know what you mean that immediately. Is cool. Yeah, there was they did a skit where Billy Bob Thornton just was I don't know like a farmer or some guy that had land and he has a little fenced in area in the backyard. Just like, it's like two feet by two feet and they're just kind of standing outside of it. And this, his neighbor comes over. He's like, what's going on with your, uh, your fenced in area here. And they're just, and it's just this, this dumb, like almost like kids in the hall thing where they're yeah. talking about what to do with this fenced in area and they're just confounded by it it's yeah like they don't do anything like that anymore that's the funniest stuff to me bill Hader said it when he came on the show he pitched all these weird ideas that him and his friends like he always says the funniest he ever was was like in the lunchroom yeah. like he, and he said they told him they go look you have to entertain your like mom's friends you have to entertain everybody at the airport like this has to be broad like SNL is, is, has to be something that like anybody can flip on and and laugh. But when you have something that has but, to be that broad, you're never gonna be funny. But the thing is, it wasn't always like that. That was on SNL. That's the fenced in area skit was 15 years ago. SNL used it wasn't to, that long ago. Is, every now and then they still will have. There's one guy on there. I think his name is Kyle. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on his last name. He did a movie actually too, though that that I actually liked. Yeah. The hell's the name of the movie? I'm forgetting everything. Well, anyway, the point is, is that he he every now and then will have this thing where he'll have a sketch that get, that doesn't make it, gets cut for time, right? Yeah. And then they'll put it on YouTube, and it's always not always, but very often it's funnier because it's weird and obscure. They just don't find the time often. I think SNL it was a myth that there was ever great years in the sense that I think it was always hit or miss, and you just remember the stuff that was hit. But I do think they're taking less chances on weird stuff now. It seems that way, yeah. And I, and I don't know... Everything is kind of parody-based and based in um, current events. But It's say, always kind of been there. Saying SNL's not good anymore, though, is probably something people have been saying since the third episode of SNL. It just feels like... maybe just, I, I, Part of me feels yeah, like it was always hit you're, or miss. You're right. I think you're right. You know what I mean? And and, and your guys are your guys, so you're going to like your guys. Like, exactly. I remember, I remember hearing people say... Like, Oh, everybody! Everybody hated when like Farley and, and yeah, and they all Abso- got fired, and they 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 all, they all hated him. They weren't successful, and I'm just like, yeah, what? like what? I just think it's the way it always is. Where that's just SNL. I watched those SNLs on VHS tapes, yeah, and then while I was actually watching it on TV, I think it was like Will Ferrell's last season, right? And then I saw like Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler. It and- turns out like those years. With like Forte and uh, Hater and um, Seagull, yeah, turns yeah. out they actually had an amazing and Kristen Wiig. They had amazing people on there. Yeah, I just didn't really watch it. Well, Warren Michaels goes. I can always I can always tell how old you are, or by your favorite season of SNL is usually when you were in high school, and I think it's even younger. I think it's yeah. when you're in like middle school. Yeah, that's like that's when you love SNL, and then I think when you're in high school. You're like, this show's not as good anymore. <laughs> then when I was in college, you realized, oh, everybody from those years is amazing. I love all their movies, you know? But you just, I don't know. SNL, I think, is just fun to think you're too cool for. Did you ever watch um, the guy, I think he got fired from SNL, but they gave him a sketch show on Netflix. 
It's called I Think You yeah. Should Leave. Did you watch that? I did. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I, I think... Like, hit or miss, but... Hit or miss, but funny and, like, weird, and I liked it. Oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty... It was so easy. You could watch the whole thing in yeah, the afternoon. Yeah. And, it, it's like... Well, it's like you watch, like, uh, uh, Mr. Show. Those guys had another... Had a show on Netflix uh, with Bob and Dave or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, this is great. Like, those guys are so good. Like, but you have to make these very weird kind of niche things that I don't think SNL is willing to do often. It's more of a star creator now. At some point, yeah, it's a star. Yeah. Man, we sound like everybody. Yeah, we sound like white, jaded Remember when SNL used to be funny? White, jaded nerds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Curmudgeon-y. Who gives a shit? It's SNL. Eddie Murphy's going to host again. I'm curious. He's probably going to play a lot of the classics. Is he? When is he hosting? December. Whoa. I don't know what day. I believe it'll be on a Saturday. <laughs> but, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we went overtime, man. I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. We didn't even play that many socks. No, we didn't. We uh, uh, th- That's how it goes. That's well, anyway, it goes. guys. It goes round. This would have been perfect time to play round and round by rat. I already did, though. Yeah, we already talked about it. Well, it's been real. We'll see you guys next Let's week. Let's be honest. We could go three hours. There's songs I would have loved to have played, and... We gotta mosey on, you know. We gotta move on. You gotta move on, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, see you soon. Don't you have something else you need to say? Uh, oh yes, and I do want to say that I am sorry <laughs> if I said anything that uh, was douchey or irritated you. <laughs>